Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fadero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. And welcome back to Rookie Fever episode 366. And I am here, wow. as always, with... The feverish Fenero. What up, what up? I'm excited. Fenero, why don't you, if you're so excited, if you're so damn excited, why don't you tell them about our amazing guests? <laughs> I would love to. Guess who we have on? Oh, you probably read the show title, but. Oh. Dynasty HQ, Michael Sipes, Madman, both with us today. We've been talking up yes! at least a half an hour pre show. <laughs> They have a little more prep than John Hogue had, but oh. they have a little more of an idea than John did, but they both have no idea what's coming for them at the end. They think it's a big deal, but it's not. Love we always pregame. Love yep. having you guys on. Have we, We've had you both on before, correct? Yes. Multiple yeah. oh, times. But let me ask you something. Yes. So you just said we had a half an hour of pre-prep. We didn't prep in that half an hour. <laughs> Actually, we're John Hogue just jumped on the mic like a real man. He didn't ask a single question about the show sheet. But we didn't. Have, <laughs> we don't sheet. even use the show sheet. <laughs> <laughs> what show sheet? We didn't have any prep. We were just sitting here talking, and uh, well, you, you, you guys are fairly, you guys about. are fairly naked. I agree. You so don't really. This know is, this is episode two of the series. Yes. How you feel about rookies? Like some of the good, the bad, the ugly, the nitty, the gritty. We're going to see how long we can take this bad boy through the offseason. I like it. <laughs> oh, really? I is like that it. what you're planning on All doing? All the way through, yeah. All the way through because we think that this is going to change for people throughout the process as well. We're, we're here in uh, mid-February, and I think the people that we talk to in mid-February might sound a little bit different than the people we talk to in mid-May or early May. And- I think it brings up great conversation as well. I think that there's going to be a lot of actional content yep. throughout these shows. I think it gets us all thinking a little bit different. Um, a little strategy-based. Um, trying to help people avoid those flashy microphones with bad advice. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people well, better well on the said. mic than me. Yeah, well, so I got oh, But they, they won't hit it as hard. Ah, <laughs> we got to bottle like that it. up. Bottle I like that. Quote. I get it. Do you guys Where's do the that? Time quote on that. I was gonna say, do you do that? Do you do you make sound drops out of out of some of your comments? Occasionally, occasionally, we had some amazing outtakes added to last episode for anyone who missed it. Ah. I'm gonna check it out. I'm picking well, up what you're throwing down. <laughs> I know there was a couple <laughs> jokes that you were going to grab some stuff out of what we talked about halfway through this. I would love to. But we're going to probably need your permission first because we were talking about some stuff. So we'll see. You have my permission. Seeing if I jump in anytime. I know you got some questions you want to ask, but I am seeing an influx of people in the X Twitter space that have now (laughs) decided that we're trading 2024s away for 25s and 26s. No. (laughs) No. Yes. Uh, what do you mean no? But what do you mean no, Jeremy? We 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 see that every year. I know. I, I there's, can't. There's so, I hate it. 
There's so many people in this community, and we've talked about it a bunch of times on our show, about how everybody's just looking two years ahead. Two years, like, it, it, there's this oh, really? ebb and flow. There's this ebb and flow of the rookie picks and when people want them and when people don't want them. And then what's funny, Swags, <laughs> is what you say, like, on Twitter or X, but it's still Twitter, whatever. Mm-hmm. As soon as a group of people start saying something, then a whole bunch of people start moving in that direction. You know? Oh, like this class isn't as good as next year's class and things like that that just become fact after a while for people. And and honestly, like some of these owners, I feel like they, they never want to win. It's like, oh, next year, next year. They're like the Cleveland Browns of fantasy football. It's like, oh, maybe next year. I mean, do you ever want to win? You keep Taking trading away to get, you know, this year's picks to get futures and futures. Yeah, maybe you get a couple more, but like, are you really planning that far ahead? You know, planning, planning to win some year, just not now, maybe not next year, like, you know, two years down the road, because that's, that's kind of what they're doing. So like, don't you do, ever want to win? We could do an entire show about how many times the Cleveland Browns have fucked up. no man trust me it would it would be a very irritating show but you could you could there's so much material but you're gonna have to interrupt me but one of the one of the things that stick out in my head the most is when you had star wide receiver josh gordon going through his troubles and then we decide to bring in a new leader named johnny manzel who has way worse problems of his own to try to lead this team. And then he's partying with the other dude that's having party issues. Like they didn't know that Johnny Manziel had chemical dependencies. Like nobody knew that. You can't, you can't tell me they didn't know. I mean, never even looked at the playbook. He was always partying. Yeah. They brought in the worst guy to mentor and hang out with Josh, Josh Gordon. Like they mentored each other at the club insanity. The, the best part of that, too, is, you know, during all your rookie drafts, most of the leagues that we're all in, we're all in these online drafts that take, you know, 24-hour clocks and all that bullshit. But um, with my home league, after 20 years, we still draft our rookie drafts together. We all get together and do it. And do too. No, no matter <laughs> no matter how many years have gone by, I will always remember my friend Dynasty Greg sitting there doing the thing with his fingers up and down in the air when he drafted Johnny Menzel during our rookie draft. <laughs> Like he was so excited, but that was the kind of thing. It was more of like maybe analogy with like professional wrestling or something where Johnny Manziel was more the thing because it was so funny and cool and all this kind of stuff as opposed to his value or his skill set. You know, I walked out of my uh, draft party when that happened, never to return. As soon as they drafted Manziel, I was like, this is a joke. And then you never went back. I don't believe you. Well, I maybe paid my tab, but I didn't <laughs> hang out anymore. Michael, yes. let's start the show off correct and oh, just ask okay. you just ask you the most open-ended question of this series, which is what do rookies mean to you? It's funny. <laughs> for, for people that have listened to the show for a long time, and that's why Jeremy's laughing, I've always I've always thought that I want to win. That's what I care about. I want to win. You never know what's going to happen next year. You never know what's going to happen two years from now. Swags, you said it today. I saw a tweet that you sent out, a tweet about there's so many people out there that are always playing for next year or the year after. And the people that are playing to win a lot of times are the ones that win, right? I paraphrase what you tweeted. It's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds basic. And I've always played it that way. 
Look, I think it's fun to get rookies. I think it's cool. Like, you know, I, I, I drafted Mike Evans. I drafted Stefan Diggs. And then they've had these great careers in a long time. And I've had a lot of fun with them. And then you also have all the draft picks that you had that didn't work out. I mean, Todd Gurley was one of my favorite guys. And then that didn't work out. But <clears> – <throat> But the thing is, is I've he always won felt, you leagues. Are you kidding me? Well, he did, but but what I'm trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, it wasn't a long term deal. I didn't have him for sure. ten years. I had him for you know whatever two years. Yeah. Um. And then there's a lot of people you get for nothing. But but I've always felt like I'd rather win. And it goes back to the ebb and flow thing about rookie picks. I always like to trade away my rookie picks to get players that I want. And then later on, I'll trade away players to get rookie picks. But most of the time, I feel more comfortable drafting the or uh, trading for the good rookies next year when I know that they're going to be good as opposed to taking pot shots this year. And then if it works out, it does. But most of the time, it doesn't. We did one a couple of years ago on our show where we looked back at a bunch of different rookie drafts over the years. And we were trying to see how many of those players actually hit. And it's not a huge percentage, you know. So for me, I always felt it's more important to trade them. I'll trade my rookie picks for players that I know that I can put in my lineup and I can win. And Jeremy and I have talked about it on the show. We've never actually put down all the skins on the table of how many wins that you have. And obviously, the more leagues you have, it's it's harder to spread that out. But um, I've always been more happy. I know for a fact that over the last 10 years, I've won more money than I've spent on fantasy. And I think a big part of that is because I'm always trying to win every year and always trying to get somebody that I can put out on the field, not some pick that maybe two years from now might hit. That's why I never liked Debbie either, but that's a whole nother story. That is, man, there's another series. Thank you. (laughs) I talk about Debbie a lot and the unhealthy relationship is what I call it that you get like the longer you're studying a player, there's going to become a unhealthy relationship. Like said a couple weeks ago, the worst person to get advice on from a rookie right now is the guy that's like, I've been watching him since high school. And it's just, okay, let's confirmation bias. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. So hard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you have less objectivity there with when you when you have a player that you hold in high regard for a, mm-hmm. a number of years, and it can really backfire. And that's the thing that it's a crapshoot with so many of these players. And draft capital matters a lot um, more than we want to even give credence to. It, it matters, um, and, and you think a player should go in the first round, and he doesn't go until the third or fourth, and you're like, wait a second the whole NFL is wrong because I've been watching this guy since high school. I mean, it's just a vicious circle. It really is. I always love when people say the NFL is wrong. Like, like we're sitting (laughs) out here playing a hobby, playing it, having fun, but we're saying that people that get paid millions of dollars are wrong and we're right. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. they do make mistakes, but yeah, they're, (laughs) they spend a lot more money on it than we do for sure. And my $50 dues to play in the 12 uh, team, you know, super flex league is, is not, is not going to get me, um, the, the, you know, I'm doing my own evaluations, right? They, they get a lot of input for me. And I'm trying so hard to like back off a little Finero and not give my opinions throughout these series. So to, it's um, hard. But sometimes for me, what it is is the certainty that people give you on these rookies when we've seen so many classes. I mean, the minority of the rookies are the ones that succeed, and the majority of them 
are going to be like, man, maybe a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, things that really don't help us that much. But it's the certainty when you're you're talking about a player. And I know we've all done it. Um, but, man, it, think about the certainty people had with Zach Wilson a few years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, and just to go back to what I was saying before, I, I, I'm not saying that I don't ever use rookie picks or like rookie picks, but I do enjoy nice. stuff like listening to your guys' show last year. Because I traded away most of my higher picks, I had later picks. And then I would listen to you guys and you'd say, oh, well, this is a guy to take a swing at. This is a guy to take a swing at. You know, Puka, I got him in a bunch of leagues really late and it was one thing that I heard you guys talking about. And to me, I would rather trade the higher picks to get players that I can use and then take pot shots on those third and fourth round players because maybe you'll get something. The only thing I don't like about that, and people do it all the time in our community and tell, I mean, Jeremy, we've talked about this a million times, and they tell you, oh, well, you got him in the fourth, so you should trade him now for a third round pick. And I'm like, no, he's playing well. I'd rather have him on my team than get a third round pick for next year. And I just don't agree with that mentality of always moving up if you already got a player that's helping you. Well, you already paid, you already got an asset and you already got something that is worth more than you paid. So at some point, it's probably when you trade that player, the, you have the risk involved in making the wrong move. And, and maybe it's lateral, but you don't make a profit again. They're always thinking in terms of everything you do is going to be a profit or it has to be a profit. But you already did that when you got a third or fourth round pick and you hit on the player. Like you don't really need to do anything else but plug him in your roster. I mean, at some point, the the sort of valuing this valuation sort of in a monetary way has to you have to put that aside and start thinking in terms of your starting lineup. Yeah. Jeremy, let me let me ask you a follow up question real quick. So we didn't get to hear what rookies mean to you. So I'm going to ask, I'm going <laughs> to ask you the same question, but ask you to encapsulate it into maybe 30 seconds because I'm going to follow up that question with another question. So 30 seconds or less. What do rookies mean to you? I have fun, fun with rookies, basically. I mean, that's the, I, I like drafting rookies because that's one of the most fun things uh, all season long, all year long is to, is to be able to make those draft picks and, you know, move up and, and get CJ Stroud in the first round because you think he's the best quarterback and you know he's going to not go in the first or second pick and you can maybe get up to three and grab him or four. Things like that I find exciting. Um, and getting the players that I have on my list that I like, not thinking in terms of what the NFL did or you did, but what players I really seek. It's just a blast. I, that's what rookies mean to me. It's the most fun time of the year, like Christmas. I love that answer. Yeah. I think, it's, I think, it's I don't hard think to we, disagree with that. I don't think we talk about that enough. You know what I mean? I think we talk about the strategy and the prospects and the level of prospects and how good they're going to be and what team they might land on. And if they land on this team, then this, a whole bunch of hypotheticals. But we don't just talk about the fact that rookie drafts are freaking fun. Yeah. Like, they're just a blast. I mean, like, it doesn't mean you have to screw up in them. So that follows up my next question. Jeremy, have you ever used rookie fever against your league mates? And can you give us any sort of example where you use rookie fever against your league mates? Yeah, I, I don't know if I have a specific player, um, but I have. And talking with you guys, even not listening to the show, but talking to you guys about rookie players leading up to it. So. I, I've used um, what you guys come to the table with um, with your player evaluations and, and your conversations 
I'm trying to think of a specific example, but well, one, I want to com- regress a little bit. He's not necessarily talking about rookie fever, our show, but rookie fever, the fever. Oh, that's funny. People. I thought you were talking about the show and I was like, I, know, hey, I remember I years ago, it. man, <laughs> before you guys had a podcast years ago and I wrote an article for that company. I won't say that we all used to work for and I, it had that series on rookie fever. And then you just threw me for a loop because I didn't even think of it in terms of that. I was so specific. I was thinking of your show, but how have I used it to my advantage? Rookie fever. Yeah. So, so you I got, mean, you got yeah. league mates that are all fired up in the rookie draft. Mm-hmm. How do you use that rookie fever against your league mates to make your team um, better? Dude, last year, um, when it came especially to Bryce Young and the NFL drafting him where they did and, and, and people going into it thinking that, you know, this Alabama quarterback was the best one and totally having different rankings on quarterbacks. Um, and really, you know, the guy that Indianapolis drafted too, I thought was a little bit, uh, risky. So things like that make you excited too, because you're like, you know what, my guy they're thinking is like the third, third best guy. And that's just the most ready example. But I've even had conversations with swags, um, you know, before the draft about, um, you know, Justin Fields, who, you know, that's a mixed bag, but, you know, thinking, Hey, he's, he's going low, you know, this is a chance to get a super flex quarterback, um, at a, at a good value. So yeah, you can always do that. I, it, that's part of the excitement every year too. No, just thinking that these players are, overvalued or hey this person's going to take a receiver and there's three quarterbacks if they take that receiver or running back here i might be able to because in superflex dude it's always about getting quarterbacks it's in it's insane how um if you lose a guy how desperate you become to get up to the top of the draft and get one and i think that's the most ready example is with with quarterbacks that are overrated awesome we definitely did that we definitely did that last year Jeremy and I had quite a few different conversations about uh, <laughs> using that against people when we know that they need a certain position and they're trying to trade back. We're like, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and it was B. John and it was Bryce yeah. Young and it was, you know, it was three guys. And we were like, you know, that's great. You still wanted the running back, but it, it really was helpful that people were so, you know, basically had a hard on for, for a couple of players. Like it worked out moving up to five and six to get the guys that we wanted. And in our, one of our listener leagues, we did that. And we were on the, on the horn talking about moving up and trading and, you know, what's going on. It would, it's just like, it goes back to how it's a blast. Like it's just so much fun. And if you're not having fun, why bother? Like I'm not a gambler. Yeah. I, I don't do this stuff to try to make a gazillion dollars, like, or, you know, maybe I make $10 more than you did this day, but that's, it's, it's about the fun of fantasy football and the thrill of getting rookie players that you covet and putting them in your lineup and bettering your team. There's no other reason to play if you're not having fun. It's so fun when they hit. I know. Yeah. You know, we've been doing a show for all these years called Dynasty Trades HQ, and we talk a lot a lot about different trades. But to me, when you talk about fun, the most fun I have trading every year is during a draft. Like during the rookie draft itself is so much fun to do trades because, first of all, I trade away a lot of my rookie picks during the year. So when you get into the draft, there is so much cycle psychology that you can use against the people that you're with and everything and people are willing to trade a lot more yeah. during the draft than the week before right. the draft or yeah. a month before the draft i, I so, got a guy 
Yeah, they get yeah. pissed. Yeah, they get pissed when their guy goes and they're stuck there holding the bag and and they're willing to move the pick. But it's it is it's, it is so much fun to to play off those emotions. But it's also unplanned. Like you don't even know necessarily what exactly. you're going to try to do until you see who goes at first and second. So it's just so fluid and. You have to be on your toes and, and, and that's more of the excitement. Like, you know, I love our listener leagues like that. Like Mike and I will, usually we don't trade with each other. No, but, no, no. Um, that's what ahead. I was just about to say. Yeah. Because you and I are in so many leagues together, but him and I, we both have a lot of the similar ideas. So what ends up happening is I like to trade during drafts. He likes to trade during drafts. And we usually go after the same people. <laughs> so it ends up more being a fight between the two of us with whoever's on the clock. And then sometimes I'll slip in there. Sometimes he'll slip in there. But I don't think, Jeremy, I don't think we've ever really actually acknowledged it or talked about it. But it sure as hell happens a lot every single year. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, I think, I think it does, especially, um, and, and not at the top of the draft either. It'll no, no, happen no. like, yeah, down in startup drafts, it's happened, um, quite a bit. But yeah, in rookie drafts, it happens like in the middle to lower rounds because we've talked about, by then we've talked about rookies so much. And you know the players that I'm after, and I know the players that you're trying to get in the third round because you got them in three other leagues. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I, I, I also want Puka Nakua. So, like, there, you know, maybe in one or two cases, I'm able to pull it off. But that's the, I don't have a, always have a ton of picks. Somehow yeah. we miraculously acquire picks during the rookie draft, and it's usually like those middle round picks. So we can kind of awesome. add, add long shot players. Both of us end up doing that shit. I love that. You know, and the other thing, I mentioned it before when I said, you know, we all have like tons of leagues, so it it spreads it out. Can you imagine, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that listen to your show and listen to our show and everything. It's been so long since I only had one league. And, and it would be so cool to think about if you only had one league, it seems as though these rookie drafts and everything would be so much more important when this is the only team you have, you know, and this is all you're working with. And for a lot of us where we have 10, 15, some of us we know have 40, 50, uh, it, it, it kind of whitewashes it. And then you don't really care. Oh, if I don't get them here, I'll get them there. Um, I just kind of sometimes wish I was back to the days of just having one league and only cared about that. And it would be so much more exciting, I think. Uh, I actually noticed – I just, and everyone's different. Um, it depends on your work life and, and your personal life. But I noticed that uh, uh, right over 10 was too many, right yeah. over that number, right over that double digit, uh, because I want to care about those rookie drafts as if they were just one league. Right. And and I can do that up to eight or nine. I can I can focus that much um, until I get to that. So I'm back down to that number. I'm back down to that eight Are or you? nine. Makes yeah, sense. And, that in, yeah. and that eight or nine, by the way, guys, does include two redrafts. So that's only seven dynasties. Um, See, that's cool. For us, Jeremy and I, uh, unfor- not unfortunately, because it's great for us, but we have six listener leagues. So no matter what right. I do, right. I have the six listener leagues in there. Yep. And um, But I ended up having that feeling where like my home league where I played with these guys for 20 years, that thing is the thing that, that I care the most about because yep. I personally know every single person in that league. Um and then you pick and choose which one of the leagues you like uh, more or so. But I think you're right. I think we're, I'm at 13 right now and I just, 
feel like you're right. It's a little bit too much. I like it better when I have fewer. I, I was up to yeah. over 50 at one point, Dynasty oh, Leagues, God. like a few years ago. And I remember I remember talking with people who thought they had a lot and they were surprised. I couldn't keep up with it and I didn't do enough. It, yeah. it was too much. And, and I liked some of the leagues and some of my teams, but I had to, uh, had to, had to back off. And I think I might have, last year, I think I had um, over 20, but like there's definitely got to be a sweet spot for everyone. But it's, it's, it's too much to put your all and what you need to do in a dynasty league at some point. There's just a, you know, a, a, a good number, like a sweet spot. Like you said, maybe for you, it's under 10. Um, you know, I think 15 is good. We have the listener leagues and then, you know, a home league, a couple of Ohio leagues. Most of those are easy to keep up with and, and pay attention to. And then some of the more interesting setups. I, I, I find now that the leagues I like the best are the ones with the more, um, Com- not complicated, but um, <laughs> interesting, more complex setups that are more like managing an NFL team, like no. where and and when you maybe a, an aspect of Devi, but not overwhelmingly so, where you like everybody's right. focused on it with a few Devi players, you know, salary cap contracts, like you know, restricted free agency, like more more of those wrinkles where you you actually spend more time managing your team and thinking of it. Um, holistically and over time and not just, you know, like a standard dynasty league. Um, I'm gonna take so I wish I had more of those, but you know, there's yeah. a point at which it's too many. I want to take this opportunity to go behind the curtain again. I think swags. And I don't know if you'll, you'll agree wholeheartedly <laughs> with me, but most of our listeners, you're all listening to dynasty heads like this, right? You're listening to the guys talk about how many leagues they're in and how much they care about how many leagues they brag about their wins. Like we all are doing that right now again, right? So this is, this is, this is what everybody listens to is a bunch of this, right? So now right. I'm going to transition it. I'm going to get you guys to get vulnerable, both of you. I want you to ask this question. When did Rookie Fever fool you? Tell me about your mistake. And again, you're saying Rookie Fever meaning – Of course. The, not the Rookie show. Fever. Not Rookie Fever <laughs> podcast. Not did how did Rookie Fever fool you on to coming on today's show. No. How did, how did the <laughs> well, we term – Swag promised me money. <laughs> How did the, the, the widespread term that this podcast is named after? How did Rookie Fever? Is, you're red right now. <laughs> he, was, he, he asked for money. I had to pay. You guys are Man, like, I can see Jeremy asking. Yeah, Jeremy, when were you tricked by that fever of money? I was tricked several it's, times. It's it's rare, really. No. <laughs> you, you go first, Mike. You, Mike, you always go first. So you got to go first. All right. The problem oh, I with hear, me, I don't want to. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say the problem with me is um, you don't make any mistakes. No, it's not that I don't make any mistakes. It's that I don't really like rookies. No, I'm just well, exactly. I don't really <laughs> get. I don't really get headstrong about them. That oh my god, I have to have this one. I have to have that one. So when you say when did I get fooled? I mean, if I look back, definitely not in the last couple of years because I pretty much tried to have later picks and everything. You can't really get fooled when you're throwing darts in the third and fourth round. But mm-hmm. um, um, my example last week was Kenneth Dixon. I have more. I mean, it's not my only mistake, but that's definitely one of mine. And then I Rager, Paris Campbell. I yeah. didn't make those ones. See, and I don't, <laughs> don't want to say that I don't ever make a mistake. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that I don't. I don't really, at least in the don't last couple of years. Well, I no, have no, no, no. I would <laughs> definitely talk about mistakes that I made. I just don't have a lot of first round picks and a lot of drafts. So it's kind of hard to say. Cause then if you're just talking about the late picks, I got a shit ton of mistakes because I will all, never, all ever 
forgive myself for buying into Trent Richardson. And it's multifaceted, right? Trent Richardson, you know, decent college career, Browns drafted him. And by the way, back to how terrible the Browns are, they drafted, they had two drafts where they wasted two first round picks in the same draft. Like there's no other team in history that could have done that. Like you could have just thrown darts at anybody's big board and come away with better picks in both of those drafts than the Browns. But Trent Richardson, because I really thought going to the Browns and what he did, um, <laughs> complete and total terrible vision and couldn't see like, you know, uh, a truck sized lane and, and the cutbacks, like just absolutely awful running back. I had no idea. He had no vision. So that guy burned me. That was, and, and then Nikhil Harry, I will always be like, you know what? I've been watching this guy since high school. <laughs> so I've been watching this guy. Since, and I didn't realize that his short area quickness um, wasn't going to translate because he was freaking slow everywhere else. And just a terror. I mean, like he had some athleticism clearly, but um, you know, DK Metcalf was clearly the better prospect and I just refused to see that. And so those, those are the two most glaring cases that I recall. I'm sure there are more, um, but I, they did help me get better or stronger or um, maybe even more consistent. I, you know, I have to look at that. You can't get it all right, but I, I have those confidence ratings that I always allude to. And that's helped me a lot because I just, I, it helps me be objective because like, Oh, well I got a negative two here and a plus two there. And even though I might be not recognizing my own confirmation bias or just my own bias in general, like good or bad, that keeps me more honest um, than, you know, I've watched this guy. These I've known these two players for so long. I don't really know them. I watched some. I watched some tape. I, I looked at some metrics. Like that doesn't mean anything in the end, See, right? I've been burned quite a few I, times. Uh, I, I traded do. away James Cook for Quinton Johnston and felt savvy <laughs> as all get out. Like I, I was like, you idiot! I can't believe you accepted that. <laughs> yeah. I'll Running back or wide receiver, I like. It. <laughs> I'll say this: the, it, it's interesting to bring up that question because now I'm thinking back on it, and I don't, I didn't realize till you asked that question how little amount of first round picks I've had over the years. I always say that I tra- you're you're muted, Finner. You're you're muted, Mike. I, I, Mike. I went into HQ because I'm like, come on, dude. Like, there has to be an example here. And I went three years back, and you're right. The, the, you, you had no first-round pick for three years. You had no second-round yeah. pick for three years. You had a 207, but that was Wandale Robinson. So, I've yeah. Been, you know. <laughs> and, and how it, many years it, did he win the championship? I, well, yeah, and true. that's the thing. And, and But that's true. the thing. We're, we're, uh, so, I if, I, if I go back – yeah, you won. That's awesome. <laughs> if I go back and look at it, I'm sure there are some players, but maybe the fact that I can't think of any is because – Three years ago, players- three years ago, you had a 110 and it was Devonta Smith. Good job. So, but then that's the thing. Whichever yep. ones didn't hit, I don't yep. remember because I yeah. have very rarely have those first round picks, you know? <laughs> and, so I, and that's why I'm saying, I'm not saying that I never messed up. I just don't, I can't remember yeah. that. <laughs> also, I'm 56 and having a drink and I don't remember a lot of things. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Mike, I'm going to be 50 uh, in a week. So are you I'll serious? Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, are we going to the draft up. together? We've done it a million times. I, I'm, I'm, I'm damn close to going. I still just need some right. confirmation from Kalamazoo. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit. What? Is that where it's at? No, no it's, it's in, in Detroit, Detroit, but Kalamazoo is just stone throws away, and that's where Swags is. So we're trying to figure out Wait, if, you know, Swags you, is just slightly interested in meeting me up there for five hours or something. Swags, you live in Kalamazoo, Michigan? Yeah. 
now literally, li- I'm so sorry. I know this isn't part of your show, but literally, <laughs> we we signed a contract this week uh, for my brother. We're doing a convention in Kalamazoo, oh, cool. Michigan. I, wow. I literally signed the contract this week for it. Uh, it's that? in. Um, it, Get back it is. With me. It, it, it is in uh, August, I believe. Uh, okay. And, and uh, I think it's. Um, oh wait. Uh, no, no, no! I'm sorry. It's it, it, it's it's in April. It's coming up. It's called uh, uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con. You might want to get that straight because you, no, 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 right. you don't want to well, miss April. <laughs> we had no, no. We had That's two. Funny. We had two. We had two contracts come in this week, but it's in April. It's called uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con, and it's in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So when <laughs> we're done with the show, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you about it. I didn't know that where you live. That's awesome. No, so we definitely have to go out. Down. April twelfth. Yeah, sure. April twelfth. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> that's no, just that's right funny. before the draft. Is it? Two weeks before the draft. Okay. Well yeah. then, and then, uh, cause I know in the past we've had some fun going to drafts, you know? Um, yeah, no, we've I, met up for a couple. Yep. I'll say this between Jeremy and I, you know, we really enjoy having you guys on our show and I'm so happy that you asked us to come on to your guys show. I still wish in some alternate world there is the four of us do a weekly show every single week that would be awesome that would be fun rookie trades be. hq for, for a second dynasty trades fever like, was signing us off he's like i really enjoy this <laughs> i wasn't trying it just it, it kind of fit in that little face right there he's like hey thanks for coming on the show guys yes <laughs> i just the kalamazoo michigan thing threw me off sorry no that's awesome that's awesome that's very cool <laughs> I I, I want to get back into this though and tell you guys that I like to trade away all my production for hope. <laughs> oh, so you like the opposite, or are you? Kidding? No, I'm being. I'm I'm not being. I'm being facetious. That's yes. awesome. That's what a lot of people do. The hope and the dream. Yeah. There it's is like, a lot of people I, um, that we know in this community that would rather have the pick two years from now than try to take the hit now. Yeah, it's like you you finally got that perfect Corvette. You're enjoying it. And you're like, man, I heard there's another one coming out in two years. It might be as good. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a Corey Swag's Coleman in this class. I'd like to waste another oh, pick. Oh, man. He I burned me so bad. Coleman, I try to forget about him. I just remembered. I'm like, oh, my God. He was a metric starling. I'm like, oh, this guy is such an athlete. He sucks so bad. You're That's what you get when you draft a Baylor receiver. <laughs> not over it <laughs> oh my god i'm sure there's plenty of people that that's why when you ask me that question i don't know but i'm sure jeremy has a lot of people that he holds the grudge against yeah well swags and i are trying desperately to hold back our own opinions on this 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 open-ended question for the series and we promise that yeah. we will go guest list at some point, guest list and, 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 and hash it out ourselves. And I actually am going to tell cool. Swags and our listeners that I actually prepared a little bit of a poem about rookies that <laughs> I will unleash during that Ooh. episode. I'm quite what? proud of it and might, it might actually get a little better if we wait long enough, but right now it's pretty, it's pretty solid. It's a little That's bit of good. a, uh, what a an tease. homage to rookies and, and what rookies are. Uh, they cool. believe it's a definition. Uh, not my feelings about rookies, but just a definition to lay it out there. Look, I, I don't really know. Thought so I was going to get some, and then you're like, "Nope, later, <laughs> later." We'll hey, it's off. called a swags. Called we, a tease. Swags. We both have <laughs> partners that like to write poetry and song lyrics because Jeremy likes to write song lyrics. Nice. Oh, that's so nice. <sighs> we'll get them together. I did not know this. Yeah, swags. Yeah, I am I almost prepared. <laughs> swags. Says, I am yeah. almost. 
No. I'm almost prepared, Swags, to uh, get into this uh, this 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 draft, if you will. But I wanted to make sure you didn't have anything uh-huh. for for the Dynasty Trades HQ crew related uh, to oh. our show topic before I went there. Um. So I got I got a couple more if you want them. I well, <laughs> you know I do want to throw this out there. Jeremy mentioned this a little bit. He didn't mention this exactly, but these two players, Bryce Young and Justin Fields, within like. 20 words of each other and it made me think which one Bryce Young or Justin Fields like and Jeremy you were all over Justin Fields I think there's a little bit more to be seen yeah which one would you rather have today my biggest thing against Bryce Young is his size um you know mm-hmm. but it it, it it's just a you bias. Say my against, smallest thing against him is his. Yeah, my <laughs> smallest thing against him is his height. Yeah, I just you know, those guys get nice. you know, and, nice and it's there. There just aren't there. There haven't been many quarterbacks of that stature that were worth a shit. Like in real football, fantasy football. I mean, so it's not like it's a bad thing to use that as you know evidence for not wanting the guy. Um, but yeah, so. Justin Fields because he's a badass. Can, can he become a, a more consistent passer? Can they, you know, an, an offense for him? Um, you know, can it be complete? So I have to slightly lean that way because of um, the fact that he's just an incredible athlete and he's not a tiny, tiny little fella. Mm-hmm. So that that so yeah, that's that's it. But I don't know if Justin Fields is going to you know develop more. I mean, it's it's been years, right? Um, so slightly giving him the nod uh, for physical stature and athleticism. I think I'm with you, but I'm struggling with it myself. Like I can't answer it with conviction, but I think I would trade you Bryce Young straight up for your Justin Fields today just to get out of Bryce Young. I feel yeah, like I think I so. I like think I'd do it too. Justin Fields is going to give you at least the same as what Bryce Young is going to give before either of them are completely done. Yeah, and I I didn't really follow him. You know, Bryce Young got got injured, and it, it looked like maybe he was improving at that point. So you know, jury's still out, and maybe he'll develop and become you know a, a decent quarterback. Still not worth the pick the pick that was used on him by Carolina, but you know um, that's beside the point, I guess. So the the thing is. Um, what I know about Justin Fields is the team loves him. He's a locker room guy. Like the offense loves, like people go, you know, fight a war for Justin Fields too, on top of the fact that he's got that athleticism. So can he, can he develop? Um, I, I, I don't know, but I think he's already at a place that makes me think he's got, um, a better floor than Bryce mm-hmm. Young, if that makes any sense. Like his floor is higher, I guess. That's what I and think. Then, and then, uh, and then Sipes over to you. You had mentioned like picks and how you always find a way back in to the rookie drafts and um and I agree with that. Like so many times like people I'll see somebody that traded away said player or a 2024 pick for a, let's say a 2026 cuz I'm starting to see that. A 2026 <laughs> first and they're like but that 2026 class. And, and, and like, I love what that shit. What are you shit. talking about? Like what about your fantasy league that you're you're supposed to be playing in until 2026 hopefully. They haven't and heard about 2027. Back to what Sipes said, <laughs> I feel like 
like my response to that is I'll I'll get those picks back come 2026 right. if I want to yeah. be in the draft. Like whenever I want. Like I'll find a Always, way back yeah. into that draft in 2026 when we're there. Yep. And I feel like you can do that time and time again. I mean, shit, I'll trade – I guess I can trade a 2027 for a 2026 in this market the way it's going. So, I mean – Right now, I could probably get back into the 2024 draft by giving some of these people a 2025. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree. No the reason, and part of the reason I say that as well, and this can be whether you're talking about rookie drafts, rookie picks, anything. One of the things I've always liked about fantasy, whether you're playing Dynasty, Redraft, anything, is I like when people ne- don't necessarily agree with me. Like, like I'll have an idea and people are, oh, that's not how you do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Don't do it that way, but I'm going to do it that way. And, and there has been years and years where people tell me, oh, you'll never be able to get your first round pick back for next year if you trade it away. And it's just not true. There, you know, you, there may be one, let's say you're in a 12 team league. Okay. Maybe 10 of those guys will never trade, but there's still two other guys that will. There, yeah. There's always a way to do it. There really is. And sometimes you overpay to get that, but you do that with the knowledge that this is what you want to do, as opposed to trading for that first round pick in January, knowing, oh my God, I got a first round pick. Oh, well, it turns out to be the 110. I'd yeah. rather wait till April and then trade for that 103 and maybe have to pay a little bit more. But I mm-hmm. guarantee you I could get back in. I've done it a million times. I've been told a million times I can't do it. And I've figured out a way to do it. Yeah. And it just it just happens. It does. I'm, I'm also fine if we get to the point where I don't have any rookie picks. We're through the draft. Um, Sam Laporta hits. I missed out. I'm now fine with that upcharge that I have to pay for the security. Like I'm fine still getting into Sam Laporta for a little bit of extra money. Just, and I feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm fine paying up for production. If I miss out on players, especially at tight end, because that's one of the biggest crap shoots of all time. Uh, pay, you know, not drafting tight ends is a great, great rule of thumb. Even last year when there were uh, uh, 2 million of them in the yep, draft, I, agree. I, I definitely took some shots, especially later and some not, not sure of Sam Laporte. I was very high on as one of the best. I already thought one of the best tight ends in the class. Um, did a show with like John Dabari and Matt Walker, uh, the fantasy four, and um, I think they were in agreement, but I think that guy didn't go into the draft where people thought, you know, everybody's talking about Dalton Kincaid and these other players. But the point still remains, like, you don't want to spend the capital on, on that guy, get a safer position or a position that, you know, that isn't tight end and then buy a tight end when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Because it, at that point, it's worth whatever you're paying to get that starting tight end plug into your yeah. lineup. And you didn't have to draft three of them and hope for the fucking best. And that's, and that's what I said in the very first answer when you asked the question. I would rather pay for it next year. The other thing to do that I've done is there's somebody that say I would really like and then I didn't get him. But, you know, after a year, if he didn't produce the way people thought he was, sometimes people are more likely to move on and get this year's pick and then you could get the guy for a little bit less than what you would have got last year or even if you have to overpay you still get your guy a year later because i'm sorry everybody in this community we 
we see it every single day. Everybody expects that the rookies that they're drafting today are going to hit this year and they're going to win you your league because you drafted that rookie. And yeah. it's just not so, you know. It's, and even Kyle Pitts, Mike, is a is a perfect sort of yeah. um, recent example of how he was overpaid for in rookie drafts. And then, you know, years subsequent to that now, you know, and then there became a point where like, wow, I can buy Kyle Pitts and it's super affordable. <laughs> Yeah. And you wouldn't have wasted all of what you wasted before it's, that. And, and I don't think it's just tight end that that happens to, but it's it's just a position you need to be a little more careful with, especially with the rookie fever on it, the height. Yep. It's <laughs> a deep wide receiver class, so everybody thinks they can trade all their vet wide receivers. And, yep. and like all of a sudden, there's going to be a whole new NFL deep of wide receivers that are rookies. <laughs> really, you're deep. only going to get like five or six that change the landscape enough to care. Right. It is so funny to see the 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 narratives that people tell themselves in our community and then people follow it. People just yep. jump on it. And look, I, I, I am in no way shitting on rookies. I'm not saying it's not good. You guys base your entire show on rookies. I, I, I'm not saying that it's not the right way to go. But it just is stop true. shitting on rookies, Mike. No, shut up. But it is true. <laughs> it is true what the premise of your show is for right now is to find out what other people think about rookies. And I think yeah. this entire industry, everybody should have different ideas. We shouldn't all be thinking the exact same I thing. Agree. Yeah. You know, so and and so I, I just have always felt this way. And when you joked around about Debbie, I mean, you know. Feverish, you know, Jeremy, we, the only time I ever did Debbie was because I had to with the company (laughs) we used to work to. Everybody had to be in this Debbie league. And all I did was trade all my Debbie picks away right away because I didn't give a shit about somebody that's in high school right now. Uh, They're they're not going to be playing for my team in four years. Yeah. Uh, And the different opinions is what's great about rookie drafts because the the being able to move up and down and get a player because somebody's like, oh, the pick before me is a guy I want. It and now I really don't care. Those kinds of things playing on the emotions. I mean, that's part of what makes it fun, except in our community, in this whole thing, everybody tends to overvalue rookies. Everybody. Hey, yes, uh, but, but you say that, but then when you get into the draft, no matter how so much fun. we. We already we, said it's so fun. Right, but there's also people in your leagues that are not necessarily on Twitter or not necessarily uh, have a podcast or don't necessarily follow it every single day. So you can find that guy in the draft that maybe don't care as much as all the other people do. Mm -hmm. So I I totally agree that we should all have different, not all have differing opinions and we should be able to express them. Cause I mean, honestly, otherwise there's no point of us even doing these shows. We're just going to talk about like what we all agree on, but I also yeah. think that microphones should be a little bit more expensive so less people have a chance to talk. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it is true. Look, COVID uh, changed the entire world in so many different levels. And definitely the microphone world and the podcast world changed because of COVID. That's for sure. I mean, we've got mics, so we're good. But if the price jacked up tomorrow, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> This this part of the show might be my favorite. This last five minutes where you guys just like we're just Uh-oh. just straight up honest about rookies, <laughs> how you feel about them, good, the bad. That's what this whole series is about. And I think you guys just like in this last five minutes just encapsulated the whole thing. Sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you. 
Very, very. I have cool. a microphone, so I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it sounds better than others. Yeah. I want to do a podcast that. about podcasts. Mike, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody oh, you guys. Say it. Oh my god, I love you. All right, guys. Thank you for coming on. But before you go anywhere, can you just do, you got to participate in what we are calling the best landing spots for 2024 rookie draft. So oh, I don't think my mic's working anymore. You are both going, you are both going to oh, simply shit. pick what you think is the best landing spot. Oh my so, God. But there's one that you can't take. Best and that's landing was, spot. That's, yeah. So John what? Hogue last week. John Hogue last week picked the Arizona Cardinals at wide receiver. That's the best landing spot of any wide receiver could go. Is Arizona? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you get it now. So you get to pick one thing and one. Yeah, so you pick a player? team and uh-huh. and a position, non-quarterback position. So a team and a non-quarterback <laughs> position. Non-quarterback. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so running back, wide receiver, rule. tight end. <laughs> I didn't even know the quarterback rule. Yeah, no quarterbacks. No quarterbacks. Well, okay. What about best right, landing so, spot? Well, is it, is it the best landing spot or somewhere that I would like? Because like I like the Dolphins, and we have a great team, but I can't even tell you right this second who the tight end is for the Miami Dolphins. So you know, maybe give good. me maybe one. give me the best Miami Dol- the best tight end yeah. in this draft for the Miami Dolphins. I guarantee he's going to be fast. I guarantee the guy's yeah. going to be fast. So yeah, there you go. with that with that offense, you know it's not going to be a slow yeah. tight end. So right, there you go. Man. That'll be my. I guess. like it. I like it. Right. That's good. Where are you going, man? Yeah. Man. Well, I'll tell you something, man. Um, and 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 Mike feels the same way about this player as I do. Nick Chubb. Um, first of all, I am a firm believer that 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 player is the best running back in the NFL. Um, as far as checking all the boxes, like, is he the best at all aspects of being a running back? You know, you can, you can argue for other players in certain ways, but what an incredible, uh, player for the Cleveland Browns, NFL, fantasy football destroyed his freaking leg, you know, uh, arguably a, a really, uh, cheap shot by the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, player, right? May, may never be the same again, but the position, of running back for the Cleveland Browns is a beautiful thing for fantasy football. Um, so yeah, I want to send a running back to the Cleveland Browns. Um, if nothing else, insurance for Nick Chubb, but I, I just don't really think Nick Chubb's going to come back as the Nick Chubb that we know if he, if he does come back. And so um, that, that offense is awesome for running back. So that's what I'm yeah. going to say. So you're not going to play with your Chubb anymore? I still will play with my chub, but it's broken, so it won't work as well. Oh my god! Is it broken or bent? <laughs> bent and broken, uh, but healing. Oh wow! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the man. still a monster, but just not as still good between. A monster. Just not still. as good uh, between. Wow! 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 All right. Man, so, oh man. so Swag's got very jealous um, last episode <laughs> when oh, no. when he realized that he might have to wait all the way till the end of the series to draft his best position. So I'm going to give him an opportunity. He can deny it and say, you know what, Mike, I'll go with what you were saying and pick last. Doesn't sound like much fun. Or Swag, you can wait till next week. But I figure since we're doing so many picks today, we got two out of the bag. Do you want the fourth pick or would you like to pass? I'll pass. All right. I'm going to wait till the end. Wow. I'm going to wait till the end. I would like to be the last pick. And these are great ways to keep people coming back. (laughs) 
Dumb ways to die. No. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Did you have a good time? That's all I care about. Oh, of yes. Course. Once we got to the Chub Talk. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would what a love great to name. With you guys on a weekly basis. It would be so much fun. It really would. I'd Absolutely. like it. Sounds sounds like a good um, time. Yeah, always a good time getting back to you guys. It's lots of laughs, and uh, I don't know. This is one of the things we like about this is just um, oh, I yeah. think with this series, it also broadens the people that <clears throat> I mean. Because if we would have asked you guys to come on and just like let's let's talk about rookies and like pound it down, like probably mean like every other my one. favorite rookie is yeah, yeah no dude that's kind of boring yeah you would you would think that the show called Rookie Fever. Would have been one of the last ones to figure out that we don't need to be talking about rookies so much. Um, <laughs> we, we could, that is we could, pretty we could, funny. We could get through free agency a little bit. We could yeah, maybe right? see if – I mean, are they, is there a combine? I think – I yeah. wish the NFL Monkey had some <laughs> sort of thing where they took the rookies oh. or the, the future rookies to see like – how they do athletically, um, maybe yeah. run some tests. That would be a good thing the NFL could do. And would really then, like um, have confirmed size. And then I know, I, yeah. I wish that there was an NFL draft that erased everybody's work. Exactly. Yes. That's what we've talked about before. Hey, and yeah. Jeremy, don't you think it's kind of interesting that they're talking about that they have a rookie show where they're not necessarily going to talk about rookies? And we have a dynasty trade show that sometimes <laughs> we don't have a to the trade. <laughs> we don't always talk about trades in the way that you would think, like player A for players B and C. Yeah, sometimes yeah. We, we like to talk about it in a different way. So we'll, we'll have to come no full circle and <laughs> – um, next time we'll bring you guys on here just to talk about trades and you can bring us on <laughs> yes. the trade show just to talk about rookies. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what we've done before, but or we can I mean, yes. Right, that reverse it. <laughs> and uh and and I think I think if you guys are doing a show the week of April twelfth when I'm in Kalamazoo, I would love to stop into your house and up on your show, standing next to you. That would be amazing. Yeah, we'll have to figure that something out for sure. be cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having us. We had a blast. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys. Be sure to check out Dynasty Trades HQ if you haven't. I feel like you have. If I, I don't know. If if you, <laughs> you better. found us and not them. That would be weird. I'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, But do on. check it out. Give them a five-star review. They deserve it. Follow Dynasty Madman on X Twitter. I think you're still there sometimes. FF Blitz. I saw you on there Always today. There. Yes. I saw you as well today. <laughs> Always there. Sometimes lurking. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Look, look. I, I, I do enjoy being on there sometimes, and I do enjoy other areas of Twitter than the fantasy realm, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you guys, everybody listening, come to Kalamazoo April 12th. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? uh, yeah. I can't, Rapids, or I would. April 12th through the 14th. Not, not to be, be confused with Grand Rapids, but Kalamazoo. Even it says Grand, Grand Rapids <laughs> Comic Con, but it's at Kalamazoo County Event and Expo Center. Yeah, I know right where that is. Sweet. Awesome. Then we'll get yeah. together. Well, thanks he for listening. at ArtBarkTV. I am at SwagZilla0G. This is at Rookie Fever. We are out. Rookie Fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever. In the morning, fever 
is something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scouting has never done this to the throw and run I told you anyone size and speed just on real landing spot Not ideal wait what's this break out a full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet she felt the same when he pulled his arms around her, he said, Julie, baby, you're my friend. I'll give a fever. When we kiss it, fever without blaming you. Fever, I'm a fire. Fever, yeah, I burn for soon. Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever So she got the fever, and he got the fever No cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever Thank God for the fever Thank God for the fever